everyone, and welcome to The Right Perspective. Are you following this podcast? Have you subscribed? If not, now is the perfect time. Just do it immediately, right this second. We need you to like, share, and subscribe on any and every platform that you use to engage with us. Today, we are going to recap and review a movie that is quite appropriate for this Halloween season and well-known for its cult following. And it's also the first horror film to ever be reviewed on the Right Perspective podcast, The Rocky Horror Picture Show. This film, released uh, in 1975, is a musical comedy horror film written by Richard O'Brien and Jim Sharman. And the screenplay was actually based on the 1973 musical stage production of the same name. And the music, books, and lyrics for the original stage production were by Richard O'Brien. The film ultimately ended up making $226 million on a budget of $1.4 million. And, you know, it didn't really fare well during its initial release in 1975, but it developed a cult following in 1976 at the Waverly Theater in New York, where they ran the movie regularly at midnight. And audience participation, costumes, shadow casting, all of that stuff started happening organically. And that is when the film started to pick up steam. By the end of 1979, there were twice weekly showings at over 230 theaters, many with dedicated performance troops, especially in LA and New York. To this day, the movie is shown year round around the country. Annual Rocky Horror conventions are held in varying locations. They last days. There's <laughs> even an international fan club. I don't think that Rocky Horror Picture Show is our first horror. Didn't we do Silence of the Lambs? Did we do Silence of the Lambs? Well, I think we did, because that would be the only reason I watched that movie. That's the only reason I would watch it. Well, this is not our first. No, Silence of the Lambs is definitely a horror movie. Skylar really appreciates this point. Thank That's you, right. baby, for the and, and This is Skylar's <laughs> debut on The Right Perspective. <laughs> Everybody, you're going to meet today my daughter. Every time I say I have a daughter, I, I can't believe mm -hmm. it. I can't believe <laughs> it. But I have to pick her up, or we're not going to be able to proceed. Okay. Okay, everyone. If you if you um usually just listen to our podcast, yeah, you got some jazzy sleeves, girl. If you I usually jazzy. listen to our podcast, this is an episode where you want to kind of check out the video for at least a few minutes. Because in addition to the fact that my daughter Skylar is on, hi, say hi, everybody. <laughs> and y'all looking at you like what? Does I know. She have I on? put the wig on in front of her. Okay, um, because I didn't want her to be surprised, you know? And y'all, when I tell you she started cracking up laughing, <laughs> and it, it was not laughing with me. It was laughing at me. Clearly, she was laughing at me. She was know. like, oh, mom, what you going what through? What are you doing? It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> and since we've already started to talk about it, we are dressed in costume, you all, for this one. We actually dressed up for the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And we actually also all went to go and see live showings of it in our respective cities. Now does Skylar have a character or is she just in the general vibe? She is in, in the, the cast. She is in the general vibe. The general okay. vibe of the, yes. gotcha, gotcha. Yes, I wanted to, like I didn't spend any money on Skylar's costume. She already had a little onesie with the little spider you web. You spent money on your costume? Oh, oh, 
I guess I did. I bought. You I don't just have that red wig. She man. has to. She has to overachieve <laughs> in everything. She has to overachieve in everything. Yeah, I bought this maid costume and this bright red lipstick. Also, something I don't normally have. And yes. <laughs> I have on false eyelashes for the first time in my life, <laughs> okay? Uh, and which took me 35 hours to put on. I don't know how people do that on a daily basis. So you begin, we were supposed to record yesterday, but she's been putting on her eyelashes since yesterday. And, and then this, so this gigantic red wig, okay? Because I'm the character Magenta, okay? Skylar is a, is a member of the convention. She's, okay. She's a general Transylvanian. General, okay. <laughs> what about y'all? Did y'all spend money on your costumes? I did not spend money on my costume. I decided to. It's so perfect, uh, bro. Pull, it's pull so perfect. Pull things together. And I even had my Cuban cigar holder. So. <laughs> yeah, wait, tell everybody what character you are. So I am the criminologist. Yeah. <laughs> bro, you hit it. You hit the. You hit yeah, it. great. You job. hit it out the park, bro. Listen, Sis, what I, about you? I'm Frank Furter. Wait, what's his name? That's Is that it. How you say his name? That's it. Doctor Frankenfurter. Doctor Frankenfurter. Doctor Frankenfurter. I. That is who I am. Why? Because. Because of course you gotta you gotta be the main character. Yeah, of course she does. <laughs> well, actually, I wasn't thinking about that, but now that you say it, okay, I'm sorry, my friend. <laughs> it's it's on it's on point. It's on par with who I am. Hello, hello, world. And, uh, but no, it was simply because I knew Janai was like, let's dress up. And I was like, oh, no. And then I said, everything was going to be doing too much. And I said, I have a strapless top that has some ties on it. And I'll be Frank Furter. Yeah, it's, 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 I think you're yes. hitting the nail and your it's, makeup looks great. And then I said, I own makeup from doing modeling. I was like, I can make this happen. Let's go. And Let's you made go. it happen. You did, girl. Yeah, that is the only reason why I am Frankfurter. <laughs> Dr. Frankenfurter. You look good. You look good. And I will <laughs> tell you, I don't know what I'm going to do with this red wig after this, but I will find another occasion to use it. <laughs> okay, it wasn't the cheapest wig on Amazon. Okay? It was the one that just looked the most like the character. So... <laughs> You know, even lipstick. this lipstick. It's normally, normally I don't really wear lipstick. I kind of just use Carmex, you know. And so, even just spending money on lipstick, I was like, "What? I need to find a reason to wear this again." Lipstick yeah. is expensive. Who knew? <laughs> you just ain't getting the right lipstick. Mm -mm. I guess not, because mm -mm. I was like, "What?" But anyway, so you <laughs> all, you as you can see, like we, we've done our part <laughs> to kind of get into the spirit of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And, um, you know, there was actually, um, and again, I think I mentioned there's an international fan club. Okay, this is, so what we're doing right now, dressing up, getting into the spirit of it, there are people who do this all the time. Um, in 2016, Fox actually aired a remake. Did you all know this that there was a remake done? No, no, I didn't know that. Yes, it starred Laverne Cox as Dr. Frankenfurter. Oh, I know she killed it. Oh, of course. I know she killed of it. Of course. So, so did you read the reviews? Like, what was it? Was it accepted? Or I didn't. I didn't read the reviews of it. You know, I did. Pull, I pulled it up. I didn't have time to watch it. Okay. Okay. Um, but you can get it's on Amazon. Yeah. I, okay. I wonder. I wonder if it's accepted by the Rocky Horror yes. community, or if it's something that everybody's like. 
million dollars. Leave it alone. I wish you would have never done that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. If anybody knows, put that in the comments. Please tell us in the comments. And also, there was a sequel that Richard O'Brien made. It did not fare well. Okay. I did hear about that. Because it didn't have Susan Sarandon. It didn't have Barry anybody. It didn't have anybody in it. It didn't have Rooster. No. No. It was a whole new cast? Yes, it was a whole new cast. Well, if you ain't got rooster, what you going to do? What are you doing? Well, he died. I don't know if he was dead when the movie was. Yeah, I don't made. know the timing when that sequel was supposed yeah, to happen. Not him as the actor. Oh, Dr. Frankenfurter. Yes, well, yes you're I right. Mean, but so listen, whatever... listen, listen, listen. Rules don't really count, though. I That's mean, true. like, this, this is not a movie where they would have been worried about rules <laughs> if they did. And it could have been a prequel or. Yeah, you know. I mean, they. They could have resurrected. I mean, come on. They, I mean, they, they, this he was an alien. Yeah, Boy, he was an alien. This yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> well, well, zap him back. Thing, one thing is for sure: the fact that we're even concerned about how the audience might take a sequel or mm-hmm. a remake shows, like how commonly understood it is that the people that follow this movie follow this movie yeah okay so and i forgot to mention that the the key cast that kind of came up organically but tim curry susan sarandon and barry boswick played lead in this in this movie um also featured were richard o'brien the writer patricia quinn little nail jonathan adams peter henwood meatloaf charles gray and hillary farr and so those are the people that were featured in the movie and you know that cast frankly there's for some some for some people just that cast list would be enough to consider this movie a classic. Uh, but today we will determine whether it is a classic from the right perspective. We'll do a recap. We'll discuss the movie, and then we'll take a vote using a voting symbol that we're going to pick for this discussion. But we've got to start with intros. Kick us off, bro. How are you going to recap this? Um, <laughs> Oh, she'll have her way. Um, yeah, it was so good. <laughs> I'm Aubrey Wright. I'm the oldest. I'm Janiya Wright. I'm the middle. Hello. I am Brittany Wright. We have been doing so good this season. <laughs> <laughs> and she's not even the last introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Finish this. Finish I, this. I am Brittany Wright, and I am the youngest. <laughs> and I am Skylar Joyceling. <laughs> And I am actually the youngest here today. (laughs) Everyone, this is my daughter, Skylar. She's five months old. I'm a mom. This is bananas. Every time I look at her, I just feel like, what? Oh my gosh. I, whenever I'm like walking through the house and I'm like, Skylar, mommy's coming. I'm like, I'm mommy. What is happening? So um, as I mentioned um, at the top, y'all, we all went to go see live viewings of this movie. And so um, I thought, bro and sis, do you think we should start there? Talk about the experience of the live well, viewing? I, I or should, honestly, should we do the recap real quick? I think No, do the, re- do, do, do the recap. Okay. Because I actually, I don't think, I don't think we should do like a normal review of the movie. Because the movie is bad. It's 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 that is the point. Like it's no like the the lady who was I, I guess emceeing our you know the, the showing we went to. Yeah. Um. She said this is a bad movie. 
I've seen it hundreds of times. <laughs> this is a very bad movie. Kind of like that's the point. So yes. I think so I think what we should since and we all had kind of funny stories at the uh the showings. So I think we should probably just review the 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 experience. You know what I mean? Mm. Like we'll see if the experience was a classical experience from our perspective because the movie is bad. I mean it's, <laughs> like really well, does a movie have to be good to be a classic mm. that's the question you know um because i mean all of this is subjective first of all yeah. but also you know there are things that we have reviewed that are that we have known were maybe a little hokey okay or maybe they were a little simple but we had reasons why we could consider it a classic but the okay, I, I I definitely understand that. But nobody is popping in the Rocky Horror Picture Show to watch uh-huh. it at home. Like you're, you're like nobody's. Bro, that's the, I don't know. I there don't might think you're be right about people. that, bro. People, people. So there's a couple things with this movie, and bro, I I would say that maybe what we're reviewing is the movie and the experience maybe it's both instead of like a instead of i'm in all right so if you're new to our podcast we you should know a couple of things number one we pick a voting symbol that is tailored to the content and number two we do a recap a spoiler filled recap right at the top um to make sure that everybody's able to follow the podcast and 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 participate in the conversation because our our content is generally old Old and dusty. Okay. Um, so we dust it off with a little recap at the top. But first we got to pick a voting symbol. Um, did you all come up with anything? I mean, it's gotta be the bustier, right? <laughs> <laughs> why why do you say the bustier? Because that is the icon. Well, you know, typically Janaya gets a little meta. <laughs> Brittany comes up with something right off the top. But I like to talk about the things that are iconic with the the movie and that um visualization of him in the bustier is to me what I think about what whatever somebody mentions mm. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. What about you, sis? Did you come mm. up with any potential voting symbols? I haven't thought about it. I would say I would agree with Bussier. I do think about his heels. Um, that he had on, so that is something. The stock is really, yeah, like mm. like almost like a leg that has <laughs> right, on right. with heels on. Like that is what I would think about when I I think about Rocky Horror Picture, this tall platform type of shoe. Yeah, well, I personally feel like we could go with either of those. You know, I didn't spend any time thinking about one. I just forgot, kind of. Um, <laughs> But I like those because one thing we know for sure is that um, members of the LGBTQIA plus community definitely um, identify with the film because um, it, it the way that it embraces sexual liberation and androgyny. Um, and so I think that the bustier and those shoes, I think those both con- contribute to that aesthetic and to those themes. So Frankfurter, um, is it Frank? It's Frankfurter, right? Doctor Frank. Frankenfurter. 
Dr. Frankenfurter. Dr. Frankenfurter. Dr. Frankenfurter. So can we just say Dr. Frankenfurter's outfit? I like that. Right. Or I Dr. Like Frankenfurter. Let's do it. Right. Yeah. Even though they all had on the outfit in that one scene, remember? Yeah. They when sure they were on did. The stage? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So at the end of this discussion, we will take a vote. And the Rocky Horror Picture Show must receive three of Dr. Frankenfurter's outfits in order to be considered a classic from the right perspective. If it gets zero or one or two, it will not be a classic. So let's do a quick recap here. Um, and um, it's gonna be super quick. So <laughs> a sweet Midwestern engaged couple, Brad Majors played by Barry Boswick and Janet Weiss played by Susan Sarandon. They're on their way to visit an old science professor when their car breaks down in pouring rain in the middle of nowhere. They decide to walk to an old castle that they passed to see if they can use a phone to call for help. They knock for a while and eventually the door opens and a butler named Riff Raff, played by Richard O'Brien, that basically looks pale and gaunt like a corpse, kind of. He opens the door and he lets them in. They meet the housemaid Magenta, played by Patricia Quinn, and it turns out that they have arrived on the night that the master of the house is having a party. It's actually a conference of the Transylvanians. And the party is so raucous and the people seem so strange to Brad and Janet that they start to leave, but they don't get a chance because the master of the house enters the ballroom. His name is Dr. Frank Inferter, played by Tim Curry, and he is dressed in drag and explains that he is a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> he essentially stops Brad and Janet from leaving. He has them stripped down to their underwear and brought to his laboratory where he puts them on display for the convention goers. Dr. Frank then in a very kind of like mad scientist fashion, he reveals his latest creation, which is a muscular humanoid known as Rocky Horror, played by Peter Henwood. And it's clear that Rocky's primary function will be sex. <laughs> Just then, one of Dr. Frank's deep freezers malfunctions and a burly biker named Eddie, who's played by uh, the, mus the musician Meatloaf, rides out on a motorcycle. Dr. Frank ch chases Eddie back into the deep freeze and chops him up with an axe. That night, Brad and, Janet, Brad and Janet are put in separate bedrooms and Dr. Frank tricks each of them into having sex with him. This is Janet's first time having sex and she really enjoyed it, but she's having mixed emotions. Yeah, no. The next day she finds out that Dr. Frank also has sex with Brad and then in a fit of horniness and revenge, she has sex with Rocky Horror. <laughs> at some point, there's a buzz at the front gate. It's Dr. Everett Scott, played by Jonathan Adams, and he is actually Brad and, Brad and Janet's old professor, the person they were going to see. Dr. Frank recognizes the professor as a federal agent investigating UFOs, and he um, essentially asserts that Brad and Janet are probably spies and working with the old professor. And But before Dr. Frank can fully show his rage, the house staff announces that it's time for dinner. At the table, while everyone is eating beef and vegetables, the professor reveals that he actually came to the house in search of his missing nephew, Eddie, who had sent him a letter with a cryptic cry for help. We then learn that the food that they are eating is actually bits and pieces of Eddie, whose remains are encased inside the dining table. Mayhem ensues, everyone runs away, but somehow they all end up back in Dr. Frank's lab where he flitches a, he like flicks a switch on the wall and it turns Brad and Janet and Rocky and the professor to stone. 
and he has each of their bodies put on a stage and he then he thaws them out so they can perform a floor show that climaxes in an orgy in the in a pool in the middle of the stage <laughs> before the show can finish Rip Rath and Magenta appear that was the butler and the maid they appear but now instead of wearing the clothes of a butler and, and a maid they're wearing strange uniforms and carrying laser ray guns and they tell Dr. Frank that he failed his mission because he took things too far and it's time to return to their home planet of Transylvania in the galaxy of transsexual. They kill Dr. Frank and Rocky and tell the humans to leave, which they do. The house then detaches from the ground like a rocket and shoots <laughs> off into the sky. <laughs> the end. Now, that if you're thinking so that perhaps <laughs> if you're thinking that perhaps you missed something because what I said didn't make any sense, you didn't miss anything. You didn't miss anything. The movie actually, makes... you you did a no, better sense. job. Like that was a great that recap makes the movie sound better. <laughs> so y'all, just to just to give you you a sense, so so when you go to a live viewing of Rocky Horror Picture Show, the movie that I just described is playing on the screens. But then what they also do um, is they have people acting out the movie in front of the screen and there are props involved and um, there are there is like a, a call and response, like people interacting with the movie that everyone knows who's in a part of the, who's a part of the Rocky Horror community. So they know when to yell things out. Yeah, that okay? was that was definitely interesting. Like that was definitely talk interesting. about that, bro. Talk about your experience. Well, first of all, I got a I got a tidbit for you that that I think Janai yeah, yeah, like trivia. in particular. <laughs> we went to go see it at the Plaza Theater in in Atlanta, which opened in 1939 and is the longest continuously operating independent movie theater um, and a city landmark. So wow. the theater itself was, um, you know, has historical significance. And it was interesting because the last time we went was to go see a movie. I, forgive me if I get it wrong, but I think it was called The Bank. It was one of these movies that was historically significant and it was based on a true story and they actually had people in the panel you know like answering questions um before we watched the movie oh it's called the banker it's a 2020 film yes the banker, mm -hmm. the banker. yes the banker and so anyway, it was just interesting to see those those are the only two times I've been to this theater. And it was just interesting to see the juxtaposition from like this serious, somber, you know, like not somber. It was it was positive, but it was just a serious, you know, event. Yeah, this is Anthony Mackey. Yes, yes, Powell, yes, Mia yes, Long, Jesse yes. Usher, and Samuel Jackson. Yes. yes and I'm so, just looking at the movie poster. This is serious. Yeah. So okay, it's about and, the first two of the first African American bankers in the United States. And they, but the point I'm just trying to make is it was a very like serious situation the last time I went, and then the walk in this time, and it was the exact opposite of that. The narrators, I mean, the uh, MCs were great. I mean, they were really funny, and um, the thing I I really in life like people who set expectations. Just in life, I, I like setting expectations, and you know, and she really set the expectations for what was about to happen. She was just about like she even pulled up a um, 
a Yelp review about somebody said, you can't hear the movie. She was like, you're not going to be able to hear the movie here. <laughs> like, like that, of course not. Like, this is this is what we're here for. Right. And, if you're you here know, to hear the movie, you're in the wrong place. What yeah, are you you're doing? not. That's <laughs> not what we're doing here. And she was like, you know, this is a bad movie. This is a, like, you know, and she was just going through um, what you would need to do to fully enjoy the experience. And, and uh, all of them were funny. You know what I mean? Like all of them were funny. So uh, even from the big, and they talked for like an hour before the movie even started. You know, so so yeah, I, from the beginning it was a really good experience. <laughs> I I am tripping right now because everything you're saying, I'm just like, this was similar, and I was in there like, oh my god, I hate my life. Tell <laughs> stay more, sis. Stay more. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, what is happening? But I don't want to stop from Aubrey talking about his experience. I don't oh, no. I, yeah, no, I would just talk about it. Did I ask about how? Because, well, the thing is, is that, like, I've always wanted to go check it out. Uh, oh, that's what I was going to ask, whether you had an awareness of the Rocky Horror Picture Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And so I always knew, like, it's notoriously off the hook. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's so when I'm going in there, I'm not going in there with, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. Like, I, I, I'm like, I know it's going to be crazy. I know that people are really into this thing. And I know generally, you know, like the vibe of it. But, I, but I've but i never seen it. But I guess I just had the, I was just prepared for anything. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I just came in. I got a nice little seat off to the side where I could, because <laughs> I wanted to not just, I wanted to observe the whole, you know, like yes. how everybody was acting, you know, like, like I wanted to see the whole thing. And I had known that because you remember, me, I, I sent you guys a couple of videos. I didn't get a um, chance to look at the ones you found, bro. Yeah. So I sent, sent you guys a couple of videos when, when we were about to, uh, because if, in the beginning, we were talking about just like um, reviewing this. And I'm like, well, th this is not like a, you know, pop it in and grab some popcorn type of film. Like this yeah. is a thing that's been going on for 40 years. And to understand what they're doing, like you gotta go. Um, so anyway, I said it was a couple of videos just to give you guys a kind of a it wasn't my idea to review this, but I knew <laughs> what it was <laughs> I knew what we were getting into on some level. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and so but anyway in those videos, they talk about how people, they talk about how some of the sayings happened at first. And some of these, like Janelle was talking about, when, when they talk at the screen, they have certain um, call and responses that everybody knows. Yes. And some of those have been all the way from the beginning. Yeah. That they still, you know, and so I was interested to see those and see how people how you know uh how they integrated that into the movie so it was de it was definitely very interesting yeah and and just to give an example for those who haven't seen it or haven't been a part of this experience the two main characters are named brad and janet um and apparently every time brad comes on the screen you can call him an asshole <laughs> okay every time Anytime he his name is said, if he's introducing right, himself right. or the criminologist <laughs> says his name, anytime the name Brad is said, the whole audience goes, Atoll! <laughs> <laughs> and then Janet, 
anytime her name is said, she says it, another character says it, you yell, slut. <laughs> yeah, but at the top, at the top, our moderator was like, we're not slut shaming Janet. We're slut celebrating Janet. <laughs> <laughs> just so we are calling her a slut. Right. But we're celebrating. So that's just an example of what Arby was talking about in terms of like the whole world, the whole Rocky Horror Picture Show world knows these these yeah. callbacks, you know? Um, but apparently there is also latitude for, for those callbacks to constantly evolve. Right. So in my theater, um, and I, I want to go to your experiences, but in my theater, some of the callbacks reference Joe Biden, you know, and stuff that were really, really recent. Yes. Yeah, so it, it it definitely you know it evolves. Did they um did they hand out anything to you all in the in the theater? You know what? Um, so yeah, so let let me tell y'all about my experience then. Okay, let's segue to my experience. I um we definitely had available for purchase this. Okay, a little prop bag. Okay. And uh -oh. just to give you all a sense of the props that can go along with the show and generally go along with the show, there's rice because the beginning of the film, there's a wedding taking place. <laughs> People throw rice. There's newspapers. When Brad and Janet are caught in the storm, Janet covers her head with a newspaper. Now, what, what, okay. did they, what did they do? So the newspapers were for sale. Yeah. Well, they sold this little packet, right? And it has in it a newspaper you know, um, let's see. It has a newspaper in it that everybody just kind of unfolded and put over their heads. Um, did they spray the water? They sprayed water when yeah, it was that's raining what, that's what they and did. people put but the newspapers they, over their heads. Um, but they just handed out the newspapers to us. And I and I liked it because they were like, you're going to need this. <laughs> you know, and, and I was, I was and like. And it was a lot of water. I don't know. We got wet. Did you, did uh, they I mean, a they, lot of water? it was it was definitely enough that there was that we it was I wasn't wet wet like like they didn't overdo anything but it was like you're gonna need this and then when that scene came on when they're running through the rain and they put the newspapers it was like oh okay this was for and then they were all in the uh, aisles with the squirt bottles like like spraying everybody and yeah so that that was funny. That was funny because I figured I was like, whatever they need this paper for, I guess it's you know. <laughs> but but I'm saying they but but you but they said they just handed the them out in yours. Yeah, no, we this was a kit and it was like five dollars. Yeah, you know, there's also people have flashlights because there's this there's a scene where there's a song called "There's a Light." Okay, and um, people use flashlights during that scene. There's rubber gloves. We did get a rubber glove. Okay, and that's used when Dr. Frankenfurter first reveals his creation. Okay, nice you get dope. to snap your gloves. Noisemakers, which was in our little packet. Um, that's again, that's a part of that 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 same moment where Dr. Frankenfurter is, you know, making revealing his his creation. There could be confetti um, at the end of the Charles Atlas song toilet paper when dr scott enters the lab and cry and brad cries out great scott um there's a party hat for at the dinner table um when frank puts on a kit. party hat yo that's party crazy. hat and then um there's a bell during the song planet schmanet janet um and then there's a playing card everybody got a playing card 
during this song, I'm going home. And there's a line in the song where it says cards for sorrow, car cards for pain. So though, so again, people who go to see this show and there are people who go every week, you all, this is yeah. what you doing on Saturday. I'm going to Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay. And how do I know that bit of intel? Well, I'm glad you asked. Okay. Because when I went, um, I, I went and I actually, you all, I didn't mean to do it. But I had apparently picked the theater where the official New York, uh, New York City Rocky Horror Picture Show cast was performing. And this cast wow. has been around and, you know, obviously evolving cast members, but for 50 years. What? Right. Wow. Right. So they have this thing down pat. Okay. So you got a tidbit too. You, you oh. got some tidbits about your theater. Oh, oh I've got a tidbit. Okay. <laughs> and my theater is called Angelica East. Okay. Now that cast though, they travel. So the cast is at many theaters. Okay. So they aren't necessarily only associated with that theater, but at the top of the, the experience and mind you, I'm there for the podcast, for, for the people, for you all. Okay. And so I'm ready to be super present. I've got my little notepad out to take notes. I'm in it. Okay. I bought a little packet coming in. Right, I'm right. ready to go. And they ask at the top for volunteers right they were like um stand up if you um the first they said everybody stand up and they said sit down if you've seen the rocky horror picture show a hundred times so I'm yeah, they down. Did it. yeah yeah they did sit say down if you've seen it five times people sit yeah. down and so people who have never seen it are left standing and they said what do we call these people and everybody's like virgin <laughs> So you're a Rocky Horror Picture Show virgin, right? right? right. And of the virgins, they asked for um, for volunteers. And you all, I think something just came upon to me. It came <laughs> upon oh, you. no, I it don't remember. I don't remember right. making that. Has been upon you since we known you. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember yeah. making the decision, but I found myself running to the front of the theater. <laughs> hey, me, me, I'll do it. Okay. Hey, here's what y'all need to know. Of the four people that were up there, I was the only one in a sweatshirt and yoga pants. <laughs> Everybody else was dressed in bustiers and leather and, you know, just all manner of very Transylvanian, you know, attire. 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 Yeah. And so I think, and so then they made us do a contest of doing, uh, faking an orgasm on stage. <laughs> <laughs> At the top, what is your name? When they, and I said, uh, Pat Smith. <laughs> All I could think was, what if, what, what if, what if some of my client organization staff are here? You know, I am normally a volunteer in virtually every scenario, but this is one where I realized. I'm not volunteering because I don't know what's about to happen. But I, I regretted it immediately. I was standing up there like, what have I done? And I was so happy that it was just faking an orgasm because afterwards I read online that sometimes people are asked to like imitate sex acts. It can be all sorts of things. So we actually got a, a relatively mild one. And I wonder if they did that for me because they can they, tell they, they I was out the box. You they know. might have. Because when you're there and you are a visitor, it's pretty clear. Yeah. And, and, and nobody's negative or anything like that, but it's like. It's almost like, we'll see you next year. 
You'll, I you'll be did. ready. You'll be ready yeah. next year. Right. Well, I, well, y'all, I think that is also the reason why I won the contest. And it was audience applause to select the winner. Okay. Right, and, then, right, right. and I won yes. by a landslide. And I know it was because everybody did fine. Everybody basically was, no, yeah. nobody's fake orgasm was better than anybody else's. Yeah. But I think they just picked mine because, again, I'm there in a turban with a knot right, on the right. top of my head. <laughs> they were like, a green sweatshirt from Target and some yoga <laughs> pants from Old Navy looking, looking like a person going to a movie at midnight on Saturday. So, um, and so what did I win? A chance to be in the show. You got to uh, be in the show. I got to be in the show. <laughs> and so um, I was in at the very beginning where they're at the wedding and someone tosses. Um, I essentially was the bride gotcha. in the very oh. first scene. Gotcha. And so I got to like walk out as if I had just gotten married and I got to toss a bouquet. You know, and then I, I got applause from the audience. That's the, that's the, <laughs> that's so, um, so yeah, y'all, um, my experience, again, it was polished because this, this is a seasoned cast. Um, so that, and it's called shadow acting. Um, y'all, they, frankly, I, they, they, they did a really good job. They, they, when I tell you the costumes were tight, yep. their portrayals yeah. were really tight. They lit, they mouthed the whole yep. movie. And everything movie. was on point. I, I'm just thinking, how many times did y'all do this? Like, So I was backstage and I told them that I was there on behalf of the Right Perspective podcast. And I wanted to ask a few questions. The whole group deferred to this one guy who was their director. Okay. He had apparently been directing for seven years. Oh. And he talked about, I said, how often do you all do this? He said, at least twice a week all year. He said, and around wow. Halloween around Halloween it's it's every day um and he's and I said I said how do you all get paid is this like a a, a non-profit central foundation right? volunteers that's correct yeah. and that's the thing that. and I said, well, I said well who paid for your costumes they're like we buy our own costumes yeah. yep and these costumes were great yeah that's what y'all need to know so this is like this is a commitment that these people have to this to this wow this did this they have did they have community. all the props they had they, every prop. Yeah, because like they were bringing out like stuff as the, and I'm like, and you think, and it was good. It was like, it was like stuff that mimicked the movie. It was but good, like, but also good. like intentionally janky. Yeah, too. yeah, but, but it, was it was good. Yeah. But it was like so. Like for example, when the roll, when the wheelchair guy came out, the guy came out holding a a folding chair, <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he ran down the aisle saying. Suspend your disbelief. Suspend your disbelief. Suspend your disbelief. <laughs> this is a wheelchair. This is a wheelchair. This is a wheelchair. And he gets in the front and sits down in the wheel in the folding chair. <laughs> so it was tight, but it was janky on purpose, yeah. kind of. Yeah. So, but since what about you? What was your experience like? You all, I let me first say, I think I need to preface this by saying I've never seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show before. Me neither. And I think that for me, I should not have gone to this, the theater before seeing the movie. Mm -hmm. um, I knew that there would be like, you know, people having a good time because this is what it is. But I, in my mind, thought that it would be an organized good time. The show was horrible. 
And it wasn't horrible in the way like you all are talking like him. That sounds to me so funny. Him running down the aisle, right. you know, you're walking in, they're giving you newspaper. You don't really know why. Right, 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 you know, right, right. It's like, I'm like, oh my God, all this sounds amazing. It was horrible to the point. I'm not telling y'all what theater I went to. And I definitely do not know the cast. And I did not care to know any of the facts. Like it just wasn't what? good. Oh my God. I was God. just like, what is happening right now? So I get in there. You see some people dressed up, not a ton. I did not know that they were selling any bags. Like there was no one that told me. So for someone like me, I had no expectation for that. And so when I'm in there. So, I'm, they, I'm, so they were selling bags at your. They were. Okay, but gotcha. I didn't know. Okay. When gotcha. you saw all like the side where when you first come in and they there was the table set up. It seemed like, you know, these are people buying stuff like the the program or something like that. Like they're buying those keepsakes. And I'm like, oh, okay. I wasn't thinking that I needed a bag with props in it. I did not know. There was like nobody telling you that. Like, so like, okay. Yeah, this must have been like a group of friends or something. It's, mm-hmm. It didn't it doesn't seem like a dedicated cast or a dedicated or, theater space for this. Right. It, it couldn't have been. Because even with the staff, like it just seemed like regular staff. Because let me tell y'all. Like Pittsburgh is, we have a a very robust theater scene. Mm. So my expectations were really high. Mm. Like I was just like, oh, this is going to be great. Like, and it was terrible. Like, so you go in and first of all, now, and also I was, I didn't realize who this person was until the movie came on, but the Bostic guy, the, the main character, he was there. And so I was like, when I realized who it was, I said, oh, Wait, that's sis, what... the actor, Barry Boss, yes. he was there? He was there. What? He was there. So it was Barry like- Barry Boss was there? He was there. And so it was just kind of like, okay, what, like this- who, who, did, who did he play? He was Brad. the main- Brad. He was there? He was there. That's something. And it was and still a terrible show. That's something for the cast to not be yeah. that they were able to get him there, but they also weren't good. Mm-hmm. And so, and but here, but my concern is, were they not good? Because my expectations, because when you're telling me like the cast, their costumes were on point, these look like some people that went to, I don't know, a swap meet and got some lingerie, like. Their no, wigs didn't no, look yeah, nice. It was, it like, like they didn't look. Some of their stuff didn't fit. Some people weren't even in burlesque clothes. And I was just like, "What is happening right now?" And then even the people like on the movie that were the the people who were the spectators and they had the glasses and the hats on and and they were in dressed in suits and all that different stuff. They didn't even have that on. So I was just like, "What is happening right now?" And so I, and so it started off kind of funny. The girl that was doing the hosting and telling us um everything and basically being like this show is going to be crass if you are here for something else <laughs> give up yeah. but there was there were certain things that I was just like okay I get crass but this what's happening right now what? like I, did they have dildos on your stage at the only time there were dildos was when they were doing the scene of the creation of the humanoid man mm-hmm. and they were basically on stage trying to create the effect of being in a lab okay mm-hmm. they had dildos coming down from like a pole on the and, ceiling and kind of like i that to me would make sense 
there were they some people just randomly had these long ass dildos i was like what is happening right now and, mm-hmm. and so and i want to be like oh it was just they had us all stand up but even that wasn't organized because eventually you could see some of us looking at each other like do we sit down right now like i don't mm-hmm. because it didn't get to a place where it was like oh if you've never seen it or something like that but until she said it i was like oh so you meant to say zero times so because i should still be standing but i'm not because i didn't know <laughs> and so when that then of course eventually after like 45 minutes because it started late and then after about, and then they did all their introductions and I took about 45 minutes. A boss that came out there, he did a whole speech, which kind of was like, that's enough. We Did they pay you to do like 10 minutes? Because no, thank you. Well, what and did he say? What, what, did, he, what did he what say? What was he talking about? He was talking about the movie and basically just saying, celebrate yourself, celebrate individuality, celebrate love celebrate you know just Mm -hmm. being free so i'm not going to say like his speech was annoying but i think i was beginning to become annoyed Mm -hmm. i was like what is happening right now (laughs) someone can i just get a a a note because i don't even know if it's in here what i'm supposed to be and i just was looking so he he had he said his speech it was when I finally realized who he was. I said, oh, wow, that's that's awesome. So immediately I'm thinking to myself, well, this if he's here, mm-hmm. this is about to be like top notch. Absolutely not. Absolutely what? not. And this, I was, is, this is shocking my mind. I was just like, so, and some of the people, it was more so of a, can I be, and some of, let me say this, I, I, when you said that they got their own costumes, you were surprised. If I'm not, when you say that, I'm like, I'm not surprised. I said, this looks like- they look man. like you got your they own costume. look like they have their own <laughs> costumes. I was like, what is happening right now? And then as soon as the movie started, people were screaming in the back and there was, and I was just like, wait, okay, that's part of the movie. And then all of a sudden I started seeing people pull out stuff and I was like, wait, what are these little prop bags? What, what, what is this? I was like, I didn't even know. And so I eventually, I saw four, four women. One got up and I heard her say something about the bathroom. She never came back. Three more got up and they were, it just looked like they got their stuff. Like we're not even going to pretend we finna go. The And how you all were talking about like stuff happening and people running through and people handing you stuff. The ushers that let us in the door we're sitting down on the stairs beside me. I was like, what is going on? This your experience is so it was, different. I was from just like, this is yeah. and then the movie was playing, and then even them mouthing it, they were not doing a good job. Okay. I was like, See, my people had that thing memorized. Yeah, I, I, the Tudor. They had was, that thing this, memorized. It, it was not any of that. And so eventually, when I was I was really getting frustrated because then I just said to myself, I said, Well. Just stay like you pay money. Just stay, see it through, mm. whatever. The movie is not long. Y'all, I had to use the restroom and I had a conversation with myself. And I called Janiah and she didn't pick up. I said, Janiah, because I was going to give Janiah the opportunity to tell me, should I go back to my seat or should I go home? <laughs> and I didn't answer. So I went home. Yeah, <laughs> crazy part. Yeah. When I you walked, needed somebody to talk you into staying. That's how bad I it was. I just couldn't do it. And, but, and then it was crazy because I walked 
down the stairs and there were in the theaters which i'm sure this is like many theaters there are couches outside the bathrooms mm. and there were like two or three people sitting on the couches playing on their cell phones looking like they were just waiting for whoever is watching this show to get out of it as i'm leaving i see because you have to go all the way down so i'm coming up so i'm kind of towards the back of the theater um i'm seeing people walking out the door and people are walking out with me and then even after I leave, there are people coming out after me. And what? I'm just like, and I, so I don't think that one of two things was happening. Either they were just not very good or there were not proper expectations set up. Mm. And I, so, and I, and I don't, and I don't think that they maybe, and, or a third thing, maybe they don't have that outside support. Right. So it was just that crew that was on the stage. So then the whole you know, people who are volunteering to work at the theater are not, um, you know, into it. And that was another thing. Like, even when I walked outside uh. the restroom, the entire, you know, theater, of course, they're all dressed up. Now, I don't know how the individuals and ushers were for y'all, but for us, they were just in regular theater attire. They had on their red blazers. They had on their black pants like that. They had on regular. Yeah, the la my larger theater. theater was not in on it because yeah. they had other movies playing. No, they, this, this. Yeah, this movie, one just, mine was just. And, this, and it wasn't a movie theater for me. It was a regular like theater, like a, a stage theater. Oh, so, you know, that's also that, something that was probably different. You know what I mean? It was, I mean, it was, it just, it set my expectations up. I'm like, okay, this is happening in one of our major theaters. Like, okay, cool. That I just, it was, they weren't dressed up. And even when I came out to use the bathroom, like everybody was on their cell phone. All of the ushers were just like sitting down on their phone security, like, because, you know, the show was happening and it was just so, I just left. I was just like, this is not. This is not good. If it wasn't for the two ladies sitting beside me, which I don't know if they'll ever see this podcast, she, the one of the ladies gave me a, a prop out of her bag. She was like, here, you can have this highlighter and I'll use this. <laughs> I was like, no, that's okay. She put it here. It was a glow stick. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Didn't know what I was doing. Right, I was right. Like, I have to and Everybody in our theater was dressed up. Like, like walking in, because I just had, you know, obviously I'm just, I got all the button up and cheese. Like, I'm just No, clearly, I'm clearly out of place. Clearly. I mean, yeah, just like, in line to walk in, that audience was dressed to the T. They were dressed to the T. Everybody but, was dressed. Well, everybody sis, I want to share a reaction to your experience. Like, part of it is like, I'm so disappointed that you didn't get to have the organized experience. I'm also shocked because, um, I remember, and y'all tell me if you remember this, there was a theater on the campus of University of Pittsburgh that showed the Rocky Horror Picture Show year round. Do you all remember this growing up? Mm -mm. It was down the street from where the originals is on Forbes. And I would see it multiple it's times vaguely, a week. It's vaguely coming back. Now that oh, you said that, you know it's what? It's near where, where that where the where the Pramani like, brothers like currently a Viking type of look, a Viking situation, like it looked really rustic type of situation. Yes. I remember that building. I don't remember Rocky Horror Picture Show, but I remember that building. Yes, that was it. That was it. And um, I remember people dressed up. That was my initial exposure to the Rocky Horror Picture Show was like, what is that? And it's these people having this fanatical experience about this movie. 
And that was growing up in Pittsburgh. So, Sith, I expected you to have, to your point about New York, about Pittsburgh having a sophisticated Mm -hmm. theater scene, I expected you to have a show like, uh, because I know that the people we were, I was seeing in New York, they were probably actors. You know what I mean? We have actors everywhere around here. Absolutely. Um, And that's probably also the reason why they were so, in terms of their wigs and their costumes, they had put the effort in. Yeah, I guess I feel like that's an Atlanta thing too. I guess they were like a ragtag group of friends that they were like, oh, y'all, we got a show tomorrow. Let's watch a movie tonight so we can kind of know the lines. Yeah, y'all know my cousin is Barry Boswick. Right, like, okay. I'm just like, what is happening right now? And it makes me feel bad because it didn't, I didn't feel excited when I mm. even realized it was him. I was more impressed, but I wasn't excited because I'm like, y'all, what is happening here? Like, I don't <laughs> and I, and it's and I'm pretty sure it's maybe there was other people that went and maybe they felt a different way, but it was just for me at some point the yelling in the audience, like a lot of people weren't even saying things that were funny. And I was just like, I wanted to say, um, do you have a problem? Is there like, do you need to hush? Cause I think you should. Like it wasn't even funny stuff. Most people weren't like laughing at some of the stuff people were yelling out. Now there of course was the whole, you know, asshole slut, that thing. And so again, I, I was like, Brittany, this is your fault. Girl, you should have watched this movie before you came up in here. But I was, but what my mind expected was people imitating the movie or during the actual dance scenes, they came out, they were going to do the dance scenes and stuff like that. It was not like that. It just, it looked like I would, I, I could have, it could have been at somebody's house, like people like having a good time and be like, yeah, right. let's, let's act out the movie. That's how I felt. Like that, <laughs> that's how yeah, I well, felt. You, you talked about the dancing. The, um, what was the, that first big dance, what's it called? It, everybody, huh? Let's time do the time warp. Yeah, the time warp. Yeah. Did they, so did they did they dance? Did the whole theater dance the time warp? So people that understood what was happening stood up. <laughs> At Man, that I'm point, you, I was like, I don't I'm I don't even yo, care what's happening right now. I was on, waiting for time warp. Yes. When that time warp came on, it drained the entire theater into the house and like even that i like i really felt like an observer like i did what i felt like i didn't want to mess it up you know what i mean like like i just like what did y'all to do but like everybody got into the house and they were doing and they just looked like they were having a i mean that was a fun moment to me like that was a fun moment the when Steve, that is now nobody bled into any owls oh man they did the time warp in my theater but in the guy the guy at the on the screen so we i didn't say it in the recap y'all but in the movie there is a person and it's the character that aubrey is dressed as okay um there is a character <laughs> that's actually he's like a criminologist he's an expert his name is charles gray and oh, throughout yeah. the movie he's like a narrator kind of yeah you know and it's strange though because he's narrating but not really because he just <laughs> pops in a couple of times and like almost talks about what's happening um and um he actually says what the steps are for the time warp and so I was able to do it, I guess is what I'm saying, because the movie helped you to know how to do it. Oh, yeah. And I I, 
I participated in the, you know, I did, you know, as, as much as I could, but like that was, it was clearly a moment that everybody was waiting for. Like, I, I mean, they got in and everybody was, you know, singing and stuff like that. And that, that was a cool, I think that was my favorite part of. Well, let's, let's talk, let's bro. You just gave us a great segue mm -hmm. to let's now talk about the movie itself a little bit. Yeah. Um, Janaya, before we got on, we stopped this conversation, but she was going to ask me about, you know, what is the criminologist even doing? Like, because he seems so random. And for me, it's like this movie is this movie is clearly just off. You know, like they're not. I didn't get a feeling that they were trying to be serious at all. Like, like, and so. I got kind of the feeling that it was like, yeah, we'll do this. And then there will be a narrator. You know, like it was almost like whatever, you know what I'm saying? So it didn't strike me when I was watching the movie. And the, and the funny thing that was interesting, uh, the, the interesting thing about it is that I was actually able to follow along with the plot. Cause like, I didn't think I was going to be able to, with all this craziness going on, I was thinking, well, there's no way I'm going to know what's happening in this movie because you can't even really hear it. But midway through, I'm like, I actually know what's going on. Like, this is crazy. Like with all of this happening, I still know what's going on. But what I will tell you is nothing in that movie struck me as something that people were trying to make a serious movie. Okay. Okay, bro. I feel like you just, I okay. T trivia time. Trivia. Okay. Let's do it. Let's no. do it. <laughs> you just set me up perfectly to share this quote I wrote down, okay? And it, it's 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 probably ninety nine percent correct. I was typing fast, right. but I watched a behind the scenes for the movie, okay? And um, on that behind the scenes, you hear a lot from Richard O'Brien, who was the writer of the original stage play right. that was the basis for the movie, and then of course he was also a writer for the movie. And here's what he has to say about the creation of Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> it started as a way for me to spend winter evenings when I was an out-of-work actor. It started to become a reality when I showed it to a director, meaning the script, um, that I was next employed with. It was the very first thing I've ever written, and I didn't even see it as writing, really. To me, it was just like doing a crossword puzzle or painting a picture or making a collage. I just wrote some songs, which I liked, and I wrote some gags I thought were funny. I put in some B-movie dialogue and B-movie situations, and I was just having a ball. And that is so how it feels. He was not, in, in, in its original form, it was not something that was ever meant to be excellent. It was meant yeah. to be yeah. what it turned out to be. Yeah. And so that's what it was on stage. And they talk about wanting to keep that energy as it translated to the screen. And um, now here's the, the really interesting bit of trivia I was trying to build toward. So when it was finally going to be made into a big screen movie, Okay. The, um, the producers were offered two budgets by the movie house. They were, uh, they would have been able to have a large budget if they had casted, um, musicians of the time that were popular, or they could have a more modest budget and keep the cast that they had in the London stage play. 
And the producers opted to keep the stage play cast for the mm. most part. Wow. Um, and they took the lower budget. And mm. so there were a lot of things in the movie that were even more janky than they might have been. Of that, right. But it was because they made the choice to try to keep the original energy from the original production. I love that. Susan yeah. Sarandon and Barry Boswick, of course, were additions, okay, because they're American. They were the American edition. But that staff was was the, the rest of the, the um, not staff, the, the rest the of the cast was from the original London production, including Tim Curry. Wow. Isn't that interesting and wonderful? That is very oh, interesting. interesting. And a great build-up, sis. I was like hanging on every word. I know. It's so you it interesting. It and I it so was that like, that was Tim Kurt. Was that his introduction to like American theater? It was his first movie. Wow. Ever. It was his first movie. And um, it was his first film. And I'll give you an example of something that was even more jankier than they thought it was going to be. So at the end, when the house takes off, right and it shoots up like a like a rocket they had wanted to actually make a model they didn't have enough money to even make a model of the mansion okay so they ended up just printing the a picture no. of the house no. on a cardboard cutout no. <laughs> Richard O'Brien in the, in the behind the scenes he was like if you look pretty closely on in the movie you can see the house is still sitting there when the cardboard cutout gets lifted away <laughs> <laughs> he was like you can see the house is still sitting there <laughs> in my mind I thought I was like oh the foundation let stay the whole house went that is hilarious that is hilarious see, and, bro, that, I have to tell you when you said that it was it is known notoriously known as a bad movie it made me feel better after i had got to watch it, i was like uh oh i was just yeah, like well, that, that's happened? why i didn't know because like <laughs> i didn't know how we could review a movie that is known like it's a bad movie that's what it is you know what i mean like it's nobody a bad movie on purpose like nobody will argue that because it's like all the singing is bad, pretty much. The songs are fun. You don't think the singing was bad? No. I did. I I, for, well, I let enjoyed, me say, let, I enjoyed the songs and I the enjoyed singing. the songs, but it wasn't from the place of enjoyment that we normally would watch a musical. Like mm, that's, it wasn't those kind of, it was fun. It was but fun. But bro, even Tim Curry, I y'all, I got to tell you, that Tim Curry, and I was already a fan of his just from Annie, you mm. know, and other little things I've seen him we in. But I thought his performance was masterful. I thought he was excellent. No, I mean, the way he embodied listen, that character. I'm not, I'm not taking away. I'm not taking away from that at his all. His singing, bro, but his voice. But let me be clear. Let me be. Clear. I'm not taking away from any of that. And he is a phenomenal performer. As so good. Always. What I'm saying is, I was in a like. It's a different thing. This how this was presented is all I'm saying. It's like the way he was singing, he was singing in the character more than singing. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I see what you mean. You, you know, like he was in the, and it was, please don't, I feel like they knew what they were going to do and they knocked it out of the park. That's, but there's no question that the movie is bad and that the songs are just, what they are they're supposed to be campy and fun and yes you know what yes, i'm saying they were. And, and, and and that's what they are they're not even though he was within that character 
doing a good vocal performance to me what's up front is the character it's like how he's acting and you know what he wouldn't sound like that if he was just singing normally you know what I mean like there there was a he was he was also putting that character into the well for my for my you know how it looked to me anyway and since I want to get your opinion on the singing and but before that I want to say Tim Curry told an interviewer um, on Fresh Air, um, which is a radio show, that um, Tim Curry has said that in the original play, he started out playing Dr. Frankenfurter with a German accent, but he changed that when he heard a woman on a bus speaking in a highly exaggerated English accent (laughs) that reminded him of Queen Elizabeth II. And he later combined that with elements of his mother's telephone voice to create Dr. Frankenfurter's speaking voice. So, bro, you just when you were talking about the fact yes. that he's like yes. in a perspective, ton of intention. Yeah. And that's why there would be no um there would be no sequel you could really do w- without like that was the you movie need that to, cast. Yeah. You know, like at, and at very least, yeah, you know what I mean? But um But sis, what did you think of the music? Uh I just enjoyed Tim Curry Carey. It was uh, when I was at the theater and I saw Dr. Frankenfurter come across the stage. Um, yeah, you Texas. I, I was like, that's Rooster. That's the first, <laughs> that's that's the first thing I said because I did not know he was in the movie. Yes. Like, oh my gosh, look at Rooster. And then the other thing I looked up, I was like, wait, when was did this movie come out? I said, is this pre-Annie? And uh, that's when I said, oh, wow, this movie is really... I said, I wonder how it was received during the time it came out, because it's it's very it's I guess the the, the political correct word would be forward. It's very forward. Well, if, you, so, if somebody would have watched the videos I sent, what videos? Well, bro, if you have a tidbit, just share it. Okay, you don't you make people... videos. <laughs> you can't make people feel bad when I'm they don't about... watch your videos. I, I I have to work through it every episode. Well, you're send 40,000 videos <laughs> for every episode. So Wait, y'all sent videos? Y'all don't I really sent you videos. Know. It was a while ago that when we first. Oh, uh, I, I'm I, like, no, I forgot Wait, to put them. I remember you sending them. Are you yeah. talking about? But, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I didn't. And I think a lot, I don't like to do a lot of research before stuff. Arby and I are different in that way. I kind of want to just experience it. Um, but yeah, so when he came across the street, a screen, I was happy. So at, at any rate, well, well, nor- normally, honestly, Bert, normally I'm more like that. Yeah. Um, it's just in this situation, I felt it was necessary because like we, we were talking about like reviewing it, like just watching it on Google you know, or however we normally watch it. And I was just trying to say like, that's that. What this is? That it had to. We had to be immersed like, in the experience. Well, I'm saying if we if if we're going to be reviewing what this is, you know, you don't. Well, Janai said we don't know, but you don't hear a lot of people say, "Oh yeah, let's pop in Rocky Horror." You know what I mean? Picture show at home. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was more just showing, like, you know, it's, it's about to be crazy. But, yeah, yeah. Well, you know it. what? Let's also talk a little bit, and I, we need to wrap soon. Let's talk a little bit, just really quickly, about the acting performances i feel like we've talked about the story it's not great we've talked about now the singing good but hokey right it's you know um 
What about the actual acting performances? How did you all feel about the way the actors were? Because this was also very early in Barry Boswick and Susan Sarandon's mm -hmm. careers. Um, one more quick bit. Of I wonder how she that. feels about it. No. Well, it's funny you should ask, bro. So the thing about it is their experience was really strange on set. They actually both were sick. Boswick had a cold. Susan Sarandon was actually diagnosed with pneumonia while on set it, because they did filming between October through December in Bray uh, near Windsor, Windsor, England. So it was very wet. It was raining all the time. They were mm -hmm. wet all the time. They were in the house that they were um, using for the filming actually didn't have a good roof. And so they were just wet and sick mm. for the whole filming process. Um, they had one warm room in the entire castle that they had rented mm. and it was filled with space heaters. Um, it event the room eventually caught fire. Anyway, oh, so it was goodness. a dramatic, hard filming process also. Um, and so Susan Sarandon, sometimes she doesn't want to comment on it, um, apparently, but she does um, celebrate and respect the legacy. And now, you know, there were a couple of times where she talked about being proud of it and the legacy of it. Um, but um, she's the one that they have said has had a mixed reaction to her, the legacy of her participation. I mean, I would feel mixed too if someone's calling me a slut every time I'm on. Well, I was, I was, I was definitely shocked. <laughs> like, I was shocked to see her on it. I was like, wow, you know what I mean? Like, She's so young too. And, and it was just because like, when you think about her as an actor, it's definitely not that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was it, it was it was something. But I'll tell you that I think I really felt like everybody knew the assignment and everybody knew what they like. I don't think anybody was taking it from what it looked like super seriously. Like they weren't trying to, you know, win a award or something it's like yo this is what we're doing and and it just seemed like and to me in that way they all knocked it out the park in the sense of they all knew the assignment so that's how i feel does you want to say a quick minute on your reactions to the actual acting performances and then we can go to the vote yeah. um i thought that everyone did a great job i you know i enjoyed the movie for what it was the only thing that got on my nerves a little bit was how it how is Rocky a new human? But he already knows how to speak English. Yeah, yeah. And see, so you started so thinking. Funny. You started thinking. Like, you started wait, thinking. Said, but Brent. then sometimes he doesn't. <laughs> Look, so, you don't, since you obviously that's, don't know the, how that's the same part of your brain. Okay, you don't understand science because no, that is what happens when you make a humanoid. Okay, well, that's the same part of your brain. It's like we couldn't do a sequel because he died. Like that. That's the exactly. logical, reasonable <laughs> like, part of your brain. You gotta let that go. Yeah, let that go I, while you're watching it. But no, I enjoy in terms of the singing and the acting. That I think everybody did a good job. Yeah, yeah, and me too, y'all. I thought that I thought um, I thought the actors. I I appreciate what you said, bro. That they knew the assignment, and I think that's right. I think they showed up in the way that they were meant to. Well, that's why it makes voting on this movie pretty tricky. It's a bad movie with an enjoyable it live experience with good portrayals, catchy music, and a whack storyline, and poor graphics, and... <laughs> yeah, those lasers at the end. What do you... Hilarious. Hilarious. So funny. So funny. Like, and that gun, like, what was that? Horrible. What was happening? 
It was so <laughs> horrible. It was so horrible. But I, I'll say this. For me, it's definitely a classic experience. I couldn't see myself going again. The only way I would go again is if there was somebody who wanted to see it. I could I could go with somebody who was going for the first time. I could do, I could I could do that. But the thing I'll say about this, if you are considering going to this and you have, and this is what I would say to them, <laughs> like if you have sensibilities and all that kind of stuff, like this is just not the environment that you should be going to because it's it's off the chain. You know, and now it wasn't, my experience wasn't as off the chain as Britney's, you know what I mean? Um, but it was off the hook though. You know, it, it's, it's, it's a very free, just environment where people are just doing them. You know what I mean? And so you never know what that's going to entail. And so I wouldn't go with, I would just explain to the person like, look, if we're going to go, all right, just know we don't know what's about to happen. So if you, if you could, you know, but in that context, it's a classic thing because one thing I can tell you one thing I can tell you is this if they had this for hood movies or for like a hood movie like if it it was like a new Jack City thing where I could go dressed as Nino Brown and I could scream at the screen during my favorite scene okay that's our business idea I would be there don't sell our idea we're doing it I would be there every week you know because like to be able to just go and to be like Yo, you know, like I, I was just sitting there thinking, like, I get it. Because if it was a movie I identified with like this, this would be fun. But it's like one of those things you can't force to happen. It just has to happen somehow, you know. But I but for me it was definitely a classic experience. So it definitely gets my uh uh Dr. Frank Dr. Frank Inferter outfit. <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell y'all this. This movie was not. I was very clear that this movie was not going to be a classic, even in Mm -hmm. celebrating that I did have like a whack, I wouldn't say a good time, but like a wacky time. Mm -hmm. um, I was not going to make this movie a classic. I was very clear on that Mm -hmm. until literally this morning when I was getting dressed in my costume. (laughs) Y'all, when I was putting on the eyelashes and putting on a wig, which again, I've never worn eyelashes before. I mean, me, Janiyah, right in a red gigantic wig yeah. like this? What? Who? What? What's happening? And I've got this maid costume on. What in the <laughs> world? My my little baby daughter is looking at me like, "Who are you right now?" <laughs> and I'm looking back at her like, "I don't know, girl. I'm a gender <laughs> girl. Hello, get with it." <laughs> so you know, I got to tell you all, it was when I got in on the fun of it this morning that I was mm. like, "Oh." I see now. Um, because again, you can tell from the comments I've made that I respect this movie and I respect the experience and I certainly salute those fanatics. I mean, yeah. I don't have anything that I'm a fan of to this degree. I'm yeah. not even a person I, like not at a sports all. team. Yeah. Okay. So I yeah. don't have stuff that I rally behind like this. So I always just respect it when I see it, you know. So I had a respect, but today I got in on the fun and now I get it. If I had something that made me want to do this every week because I cared about it that much, that would really be special. And yeah. so for that reason, I'm going to make it a classic for the movie world, but not for my own experience. Um, 
I'm going to make it a classic. It's going to get my Dr. Frankenfurter out. And you know, that's, that's exactly how I feel. That's exactly how I feel. Oh, what do you turn. think, sis? It does not get my Dr. Frankenfurter costume. <laughs> and that's it. And that's that. Yeah. That's it. Well, you all, I got to tell you, I, I'm not surprised that this movie is not a classic from the right perspective. Love you, bro. It's Thank you all for tuning in. Bye. 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 Love y'all.